and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. He was always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It Splits, another solo edition, um, as I do every other week. Uh, we'll see how long this is because there's legitimately nothing going on. Um, actually, there's a, there's a few things we could, we, could, we could talk about today, and some of you guys in the chat have already brought it up, so I appreciate it. Um, but I'm happy to be talking to you guys regardless, to, you know, no matter how long it is. Um, next week, we also have a stats prediction with Kyle and myself, and I think the week after that with Kyle... And I, it's a 25 man or the, the top 25 on the roster, which we've done for forever now. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Um, today was one of my, one of the busiest days of work I've ever had. Um, so to be home now and, uh, and talking football is, is quite the change of pace and, and quite nice. Uh, obviously both Florida teams lost the, their, their, their respective finals four to one, which is really, really nice because I'm rooting against Florida. Um, not because of anything other than there's a bunch of Dolphins fans there and I don't want Dolphins fans to be, to be happy. So, um, but with that being said, I'm going to say hello to some people in the chat who, who are here. Uh, Eagle Fang, Dalvin Cook, what's going on with him? Um, oh yeah, actually one thing I want to talk about too, just a little bit of housekeeping for the film reviews. I believe since last week we, I've released, um, maybe I'm getting too many names here, but Lazard, Warren, Clark, Hardman, Barnes. Izzy's already recorded. Uh, Rogers is already recorded. Q is already recorded. And I still have to do Amos, Al Woods, Cobb, Turner, Kuntz, Converse, Jefferson, so many guys. So uh, I appreciate the people who have been supporting them uh, on the website. Um, and I'll keep them pumping out. I think I got like 17 or 18 more to do. But uh, Dalvin Cook, I, I, I talked about this last week, Eagle. I guess I don't know if you – I guess you weren't here. Um, but it is what it is. Um, in terms of his numbers, one, you, you look at Dalvin Cook and, and people are kind of talking about him in that four to five million dollar range for him, which is fine. Like and I said last week to Kyle, if that was the range of money he wanted, then I'll be OK with it. But you see some reports leaking out and obviously trust who you want to trust. But it seems like he wants more of the, you know, closer to what he had with the Vikings, which is about ten million dollars. But even eight, nine million dollars for a running back, um, it, it's a lot of money and especially not for a guy who's studded anymore. It's not he's. I think people are infatuated with the name more than what he actually has been producing the last couple of years. And I read off the stats last week of of um, of his you know of his numbers, which are obviously only numbers. And you guys know if anybody, it's me who's going to be like shitting on the numbers. But there's a lot stacked against him. So uh, shout out to Rivka who who wrote the article. I'll read the numbers again. But this is out of 43 backs with at least 100 percent uh, attempts last season. So out of 43 backs without at least 100 attempts less or with at least 100 attempts last season. Expected average per rush, negative point or negative 0.14, 39th out of 43, meaning bad. Number one is the best. So 39 out of 43. Rush over expectation, negative 0.75, 41st out of 43. DVOA, 
minus 10.8, tied for 35th. D-Y-A-R, no idea what it means, but negative 24, 36th. Um, rush, uh, rush success rate, tied for 30th in the league. Um, his yard after contact were, was 12th, so that's relatively high. Elusiveness was relatively high at, at 16th out of 43. Um, his yards per route run were tied for 25th. His drop rate was 30, 34th. And then his, his PFF pl- uh, pass block rate was 25th out of 43. So you're talking about a back who is in a lot of numbers at below average to even quite bad at. So are we paying eight, $9 million for him? Is anybody? No. And it's not like a conspiracy by the NFL to not pay this guy. Um, it's just that he's, he hasn't been very good in, in, in a few years. He's been solid. Um, but you look at the, the Minnesota you know, Vikings offensive line, and um, I think they were one of the top run blocking um, like win rate offensive lines in the league. So he took advantage of what was given to him, but past that he didn't really do much. So, why are we going to pay him eight, $9 million? Like you talk about some people in free agency. Um, I think uh, shout out to uh, I, uh, Boyd Green, I believe, put it out, you know, that the Jets were like second for betting odds for Josh Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs was a stud last year. Now you have to trade for him. And, you know, I don't know what the contract is. I would rather have uh, in a vacuum him. They talk about price. Uh, but I'd rather have him. Or why not Cream Hunt? Like what what is what did Cream Hunt do? Now, I don't know if he's a JD guy and all that. He hasn't really had any instances in the last few years that I know of. But he was still really, really good the last couple of years. He's not going to cost you much. He's still on the on, on the market, and he's not demanding eight, nine million dollars, whatever it is. So I rather I rather have Cream Hunt for three, four million dollars than than Cook for even you know six or seven. Um, so there's a reason he's not signed. It's because it's, he, he's he's name and he's he's over product, and we want the actual good product, not just oh well. Dalvin Cook used to be good, you know. We don't we don't want that. So has he taken a uh, taken or passed a physical? Makes me wonder. Again, I think it's for the reason that that you know these teams are actually watching what he did last year and like, eh, I don't know, he's not so impressive. So um, I'm kind of out on the cook stuff. And I, I listen, like at the end of the day, I would understand bringing in a running back because they're not sure about Brees. Michael Carter's a question. Zodim and Knight was good for two or three weeks, and then the weeks after that, he did absolutely nothing. And obviously, I know a big part of that is is part of the offensive line. Um, and then you have Izzy, who is a fifth round pick who struggles with his vision and, and is, is relatively inconsistent. So I understand bringing in a running back, but like, like happy tanking here, here says I, which I agree with you, happy tanking. I, it's not that I don't want a running back, but I prefer a true free safety, just like tanking. I prefer a linebacker. I prefer a backup quarterback. Um, I would prefer a wide receiver too. I wouldn't say one because that's Garrett Wilson, but I'd prefer all those things over over getting a running back. And the thing that I've been saying, I, I, I've been saying the whole Clark, which by the way, just terrible news because obviously Clark is injured. And that was the the one guy I literally just put out a film review and I said specifically, this is the best move in terms of value that the Jets did the entire offseason. Like just based on the value they they – Dumped into him in terms of a seventh round pick and four million dollars. Um, it was the best move of, of the offseason to me. I had him pretty high in my top 25, which I'll reveal you know in a couple of weeks and, and show where I had him. Obviously, he's not really like on the team now, so he won't be on the list, but an absolute stud. Um, who they got for a steal of a price. One of the guys I actually legitimately like, and people are usually oh, you're too negative. So, of course, the guy I actually really, really like, they uh, he, he gets injured, you know, not even on the practice field of the Jets, probably training by his own. Uh, seems like a knee injury. The second the second tests haven't come out yet. Maybe he could rebound for the for the playoffs or something like that. But I don't know. But it's unfortunate. So they bring in um, his name is not Amos, by the way. He actually you heard him say it's Amos. I hate that his name is you pronounce it Am- Amos. I'd rather it be Amos, but I'll try to call him Amos because I've been calling him Amos for ten years or eight years. Not in I no twenty fifteen. Yeah, so eight years. 
Um, and I'm still relatively early in, in the film review for that. But regardless, if they're if they're kind of signing him to be a backup, like free safety or free safety slash linebacker, in my eye, in, in my eyes, the Jets are still at this moment looking at Tony Adams as a starting free safety. Jordan Whitehead as, as a strong safety with uh, with Amos as the um, like pseudo linebacker strong safety type of role, just like Clark was going to play. But bringing a guy like Juan kind of is like multi, it's like multifaceted in terms of like what it provides your team, because not only does it provide you a backup linebacker, because even if your idea is to go lighter in the box and okay, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Amos who's in the box more, they're going to go lighter packages and expect, you know, to, to lose a little bit of weight, weight, weight in the box, but they're going to have guys who are more athletic to match tight ends and stuff like that when they're going to be up in games and having to pass or having to uh, face more passing uh, concepts. Okay, cool. But what if Mosley goes down? Like I, I know a lot of teams if they lose their number one, ba- you know, linebacker, they're going to be screwed. But if Mosley goes down, it, it, is Sherwood ready? Is Hamza ready? Maybe, maybe, but probably not. Is Barnes ready? No. You know, what if Quincy goes down? Can Sherwood fill that role? I, I get people are saying, oh, well, they got to develop people at a certain point, sure. You know, but in a Super Bowl, in, a, in not like a true Super Bowl or bust year, but kind of a Super Bowl or bust year, do you want to just hope Sherwood learned, or would you rather sign a Quan? who provided plenty of value to the Jets last year for two, two and a half million dollars. So he's your backup linebacker. And then also with that being said, let's say that again, Amos is playing in the box, but Oh shit, Tony Adams, we really liked what he did last year, but he's clearly not ready for the role. He's been getting beat a lot. We don't have a, a, a free safety or, or we, we have a free safety in, in Amos, but shit, he's playing in the box. Well, guess what? You sign Quan. Quan fills in for Amos. Amos moves to, to free safety. So it's it backs up two spots um, for the Jets. So I really think Sonny Quan is still important. I would still kick the tires on John Johnson. I would still kick the tires on, you know, s- s- trading for freaking Kevin Byard. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, especially the fact that the Tennessee, like some of these teams, man, I just you, you like it's it's frustrating to at least the Jets have like oh they've gone ha- uh, half in sometimes, but like the Raiders, they're signing Marcus Peters, or they're going to try they're going to try to sign Marcus Peters. Why? The Titans are trying to tra- are trying to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Why? Like for what reason? To 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 win instead of seven games or win eight games and be in purgatory? Like I don't get it. Um, you know, so I don't think they're going to trade Bayard, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I I I, I, per, I would prefer a free safety a receiver to a backup quarterback, a linebacker all over Dalvin Cook. I'm just not really about it. Just the fuck up from Anthony G. Uh, what's up, Anthony? Solzy says if the Titans are sniffing around Hopkins, I'd imagine Byard won't. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, that's good. Good mind, Solzy. Um, it just wouldn't make sense for them. Like, are are they going? I guess they're going in for it all. You know, with uh, uh, offensive line that's has downgraded in recent years. Who won defense? Like again, it's just it's it's really it'd be really stupid. If I was a Titans fan, they got Hopkins. I'd be pretty frustrated. Like, why are we wasting money on this guy again to win one more game? Okay, sure. And a guy says he wants to play with an elite quarterback and a really great defense. He's going to go to the Titans. Okay. The Pats. Mac Jones is an elite quarterback. Are you sure? Okay. Have fun with Bill Belichick. You know, Hopkins doesn't seem like the guy who's going to really get along with him. So, uh, hey, Joe, can't we try to use Bryce Hall as Nazarene in place of Clark? Um, no. Well, no. Bryce Hall is definitely not. He's not a safety. Just because you play in the secondary doesn't mean you could play safety. Safety is completely different from corner. Different positions is like saying, oh, we could play corner. Why can't you play linebacker? It's they're two different things to me. Um, so Bryce Hall is not going to play safety. And 
even less so Clark's role because Clark was a pseudo linebacker, strong safety. If anything, if you're trying to transition Bryce Hall, it would be more free safety than, than strong safety. So that's not going to happen. And Niles Lodine has played how many legitimate reps since he's been drafted? Like he, he's seen sparing reps, obviously a lot on special teams, but I can't even think of examples of him actually being on the field for, you know, uh, defensive snaps. So we could try to use Nazaluddin, but I don't. I don't really think if, if I had to bet, Nazaluddin doesn't make the team. I don't think either one of these guys make the team. To be completely honest, and I like Bryce Hall, and he probably should make the team. But they just got Deidre. You know, obviously, you you have your top three. You have Hardy who's going to make the team. You have Eccles who's going to make the team. So if 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 Deidre doesn't make it, sure Bryce Hall can. But the thing about that is Deidre costs pennies, where Bryce Hall costs. Uh, you know, don't don't quote me on this, but around a million and a half, two million dollars, whatever it's going to be. So get rid of him and save a million dollars. You know, I would, to me, I get having good depth, but I would try, I probably trade Hall for a pick at this point. And Niles Lodin, you know, um, obviously again, you have your top couple of guys. You have, you have Mosley, you have Quincy, you have Sherwood or Sherwood, you have Barnes. Does Niles Lodin even make a team? And Amos, Amos as a, as a pseudo linebacker. Like I, I would bet on both those guys, not, you know, not make, not even making the team before I bet on them making the team. So would they be in use of place of Clark? No. Uh, happy tanking hit the like button yeah i appreciate that happy tank i know not a lot's going on right now what june june 15th <clears throat> i'm not with anybody i don't take questions i don't take callers so i get it could be a little bit stale but i'll talk to you guys for however long you guys want to talk if you guys want to if you guys are going to send chats and stuff we'll be here for 45 minutes if not then we'll be here for two hours it's kind of on you guys to uh to be in here um and again i have plenty of stuff to do too so if we does end a little bit early it's just an extra hour of uh, amos film before i go back to work in the morning but uh i want to get that review out you know within the next week or so um actually like that one a little bit then we have again i think 16 more total a lot of reviews a lot of reviews uh bryce is weak as fuck i wouldn't trust him to hold up no it's your eyes are completely different he has to hold up in the box he has to take on lead blockers he has to diagnose the, the run game a lot quicker um it's just it, it would not it would not work he's not a physical he's not a physical player and, he, and even with that too like he doesn't have great range he wouldn't have great range um if you weren't willing to trade a seventh to get him at 10 million why would anyone pay that as a free agent in terms of in terms of cook yeah he I, it seems like he's looking for that eight to ten million dollar range or eight nine million dollar range i i'm not paying him anything over over like four maybe maybe five if it was five I'd be like eh, okay like i get it but i wouldn't even be thrilled at five you get him at four okay cool like based on what i've seen of him and what the numbers dictate um, you're, you're paying for much more of the name than the actual player at this point. So, um, um I don't think it's a, a good idea. Cooks drops and fumbles seal the deer for me being out on a, on a year like this. Yeah. It's just, you don't have a guy who's overly reliable in, in the, in the past game. Um, you have a guy who fumbles, you have a guy who has a lot of miles on his tires. I just, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see cook coming here. So yeah, I don't trust Breed Saul's health, especially early in the season. And that's, I think, why the Jets are are looking at and poking around some running backs. But to me, give me Hunt. Like, and obviously, I have to look into the numbers. I have to look into the film and all that stuff. But you're telling me right now, like, based on the price expected, give me Hunt all day over over Cook. I don't, you know. So I don't really get it. I'm hoping for MC to rebound and give Bam and Izzy some reps. At least we have a running back who can convert third and long if needed. Um, are you talking? Are you talking about a quarterback? A quarterback? Yeah, yeah. No, it's. It's been very fun watching Aaron Rodgers and breaking it down. Sherwood Hamsa, they they definitely prefer Sherwood over Hamsa. It seems like um, now to to me, at least coming out of college, I like Hamsa just because I I feel like he had a higher ceiling. Um, and Sherwood is I, I I like his 
I like his length. I like his wingspan. I like his tackle radius. I like how secure of a tackler he is. Um, seems to be a guy who would diagnose pretty well, but I think his athletic ceiling is pretty limited. Um, so I don't know if you ever really want Sherwood as a full-time starter. I, I get in, in the box. He made a, a few nice plays when he was in last year, but I think if you extrapolate hit like, or, or if you take that and you, and you kind of expand his role to a full-time coverage role and having to play in the box and stuff, I just think you're going to see some, some chinks in the armor in terms of, um, you know, him, getting exposed in coverage just because not, not because of, you know, bad eyes or lack of, or, or, uh, or anything like that, but more so because of a lack of athleticism. I, you know, he could hold up. He could prove me wrong. hundred percent. There are guys who are, who are plotters at linebacker who have been really, really good in the NFL. Um, and obviously it's changed, but David Harris is an example of a guy who is really limited athletically and was a stud. Um, so it's possible, but I don't. I don't know. It, it's kind of a hard projection for me to say. Okay, sure, it's going to be a, a long time starter, but we'll say Olberg is looking for a guy to, to play the Keanu Neal role from his Falcons days. That's what Clark uh, and now uh, Amos is. Yeah, if you watch that review um, of Clark, which nobody's going to go back and watch that now, but I gush about him for about an hour, and I would say of that hour, probably probably forty minutes of the review is him specifically in the box and at least. 20 plays for him, like legitimately in the linebacker role, not just like, Oh, it's safety dropping to the box. Like he played linebacker. Um, now Amos or Amos, I'm going to bother the hell out of me. I keep saying Amos um, to me, he's, he, I don't think he's as physical as Clark. I don't think he's as smart as Clark. Um, I don't think he's as technically sound as Clark. So to me, Clark is the better player with that, with that in mind, I've only watched three or four games of Amos and I, and, and I still have to watch plenty more. Um, but even, so what I'm doing with, with Amos is because, the last couple of years, he's kind of dropped off, and this year he had a really bad number. So um, I took some – actually, I, helped, I got help from Nanya. But I got some games from 2020, his really studly season, and then I got some games from 2022. And I'm going to watch and see if he fell off or it was just kind of – was he a victim of circumstance in 2022? Was he the benefit of circumstance in 2020? So I'm kind of looking. Um, he doesn't look all that different for, to me from 2020 to 2022 it just he got exposed a little bit more i don't i don't think he was so so great in 2020 i think he's a decent player um but i don't know you know i, I don't i don't think he's gonna be able to fill the role as well as clark i really 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 like clark it's really unfortunate um he's only on a one-year deal i would love to see him back he's he just he's a really good player um for uh let's see i can oh perfect anthony g uh with a Super chat, ten dollars. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for working. Uh, thanks for thanks for all the work cranking out the videos. You're the best in a great group of content creators when it comes to those breakdowns. And number one reason why I'm sub to expect. I appreciate that a lot, Anthony. Um, it takes a lot of work. You know, sometimes you do. And and listen, like I completely get it. And maybe one day in the future, I'll have somebody who can edit my videos and stuff and make it like a nice five six minute videos, highlight the strengths, highlight the weaknesses. You know, continuous film, just rolling right through as I talk about it and stuff. I get the appeal of that. I, I get you. It's it's kind of really quick to, to to diagnose and say, okay, here are the strengths, here are the weaknesses and stuff. Um, but one, I don't have the time to do that, and it would really limit my film and, and my work. Um, and two, like those are good, but you really you really need to watch 20, 30 plays to get to get a player down. Um, so while I, I understand the appeal of those videos and those get all the views and all that stuff, um, and people don't want to see me clicking through one play by one play and talking about the same play for three minutes. Um, it's just how I do it. And for the people who appreciate it, I really, really, really appreciate those people because again, I get, I get, it's not sexy. Um, that's how you really, really learn about the players. You know, the six, seven minute things, a lot of them are just like hype pieces. You know, it's, he's, 
this strength, this strength, this strength, this strength, this strength. Oh, one weakness. It's like, yeah, one weakness. Are you sure he has one weakness? So um, for my videos, again, I get they can be kind of dry. Um, but you get lists of strengths and weaknesses at the minimum in the article. And again, if you really, really, really want to learn about the player, hopefully you watch them. So I really appreciate that. Anthony means a lot. Um, again, I, I know it doesn't get a, a ton of love all the time, but with that being said, um, for the people who appreciate it, I think they really appreciate it. So I, I definitely appreciate you appreciating it. <laughs> so thank you a lot, Anthony. It means a lot. Um, I find it pretty telling that the market is so thin for Hopkins. Um, yeah, it just depends on like what he's asking for, right? Like, so it's it seemed at first he said, okay, I want to, and, and like ideally to him, he gets a stud quarterback, a stud defense, and a team that would pay him a lot of money. The problem with that is, it seems like teams don't want to pay him a lot of money. So he's 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 money hungry right now, and that's why he's going to visit with teams like the Titans, with teams like the Pats. So I'm surely he, I'm sure he doesn't even really want to play for. Like you have the video of people talking about, um, oh, like the Jets. Like he kind of spurned the Jets when that video came out of him not like, uh, you know, the facial expressions, things about teams who want to go play for. He did the same shit with the Pats, and the Pats haven't changed. The Pats have Mac Jones, and he made a face like, mm, I don't want to play there. The Jets got Aaron Rodgers from that from, from that point of the video. So, um, you know, I, I he's money he's money chasing right now. So maybe if the Jets got close to one of their offers, like let's say that the Titans are offering $15 million, if the Jets offered $13, would he take it for that $2 million chance? You know, difference to, to win it to go for a Super Bowl. Maybe the thing that's also has to be considered, and and it's such it is such bullshit. It really, really is such bullshit that um, taxes get get it get it, um, affected. Like if you play in Jersey eight nine times a year, your your game checks are going to be taxed in Jersey taxes. So teams have to um, teams have to or, or players like have to take that into account. Like, hey, this twenty million dollars with the Jets might really mean. $13 million by the, by the time all the taxes are out, where with the Titans, that $20 million might be $17 million. So the fact that the NFL hasn't adjusted to that and, and made it like equal money wherever you play, however they would do that is to me, bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It really is because teams with, with no state tax are at such an advantage. You're talking about millions of dollars on big contracts. You know, Q's contract, let's say it's $100 million. He might make $65 million of that with the Jets, $70 million of that with the Jets, you know, based on taxes. Where again, with the what the um, like, with, if he some of the Dolphins, he'd make like all of that money. So it is ridiculous that they haven't changed that. I don't understand how or why with a league this big that they haven't figured that out. But regardless, the only thing bad after a solo show is when you have coffee. There's, there's like no not awkward moment to just drink a cup of coffee. So I got to excuse me a few times when I do that. Come, I'm, I'm kind of gassed. Um, why would Hopkins sign with the Patriots when Bill O'Brien, uh, current OC, was saying all the stuff he did about Hopkins a while he was with the Texans? Um, I didn't. I don't know about the comments that specifically that he made, um, but it seems like based on what I've seen, they're kind of they maybe they're like buried under the rugger or, or whatever. But it seems like they're cool now. And he, he obviously had a, he had like his best years with Bill O'Brien and 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 the Texans. So you know it it is what it is. I don't know. If he goes to the Pats, like yeah, it's gonna suck. We have to play him twice a year. Am I shaking in my boots? Do I still think the Pats have a chance versus the Jets? No, fuck them. Like, we'll still beat them with with, with Hopkins. You know, Titans, okay. Like, are they going to make the playoffs with, with Hopkins? No. Do I prefer him to go to the – like, I, I would rather have him in the AFC with the Titans than in the NFC with the Cowboys We have to play them. You know, I might and, – and this might be kind of stupid. I'd really have to almost, like, sit down and think about it. I almost rather play him with the Pats twice than with the Cowboys once because that's the Cowboys another rumored team for him. Um because the Cowboys with Hopkins, I think that gives them a much, uh, at least a better chance to beat us 
with obviously Hopkins, Lamb, and Cooks. That's a really good trio. With with the with the Pats, like, do am I am I afraid of Hopkins versus Sauce? I'm really not. I'm really not. So, um, uh, Faith film breakdown so far. Uh, I would say I would say Clark. It's it's just so unfortunate. Um, I would say Clark. I would say I just did Q. Um, I just did Q. Like uh, almost like okay, hey, he's gonna get signed eventually, and on a day or two or after the day after he he gets signed, let's drop this review. You know, just for timing purposes. Um, Q was fun to watch him fucking dominate people for for two hours. Uh, Fifty six plays. Clark was really fun. Watching Garrett Wilson and, and Sauceback are really fun. I would say Aaron Rodgers has been awesome just because I've been watching Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Kellen Clements, you know, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, all these bums the last couple of years. And people will say like, oh, Mark Sanchez wasn't a bum. And, and again, I, I listen, he made it very far with the number one defense and the number one running game in, in the league. He, it's not like he won us games. I'm sorry. He, he, so for what he was, he was a bust. He, 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 got, he, he was here for, what, five years? You know, didn't get didn't get signed again. Was then like a backup with the Cowboys, a backup with the Eagles, and out of the league. He's a bust overall for his draft pick for trading up however many spots to number six overall. Whatever, Mark Sanchez. I get it. I get the the love for him because of what he did in some of his clutch moments. But he's a bust overall for what what he was supposed to be. There's no doubt about it. He he did not carry those teams. They carried him. So he's still trash. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, yeah, I would say I would say Rogers, Sauce, Wilson. Clark Q have been my favorite. Um, I like Zari Barnes. That, that was that was a relatively fun one. Um, and I have some coming up. I'm, I think I'm recording Zach Kuntz tomorrow and Converse on Saturday. I think, but yeah, they're all they're all kind of fun. They're all there. There are ones though um, that I get a little bit disinterested just because like I, I talk about the same thing a, a little bit too much in some of them. Um, Lazard, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Uh, he's frustrating. You'll you'll see him catch plenty of strays when I. Uh, when I when I talk about Aaron Rodgers, he drops so many balls. Like people are frustrated with Corey Davis's hands. Lazard's hands are terrible. It just is what it is. Um, and then past that, I would say Carter Warren. He's not my style. Uh, I got pretty bored during that one as well. He just I, I think he lacks like grit um, and not to be like the, the want to. I'm not Ulbrich, but he's just not my type of offensive lineman. I, I think he's a, a, a pretty big pop, uh, project. So Floyd. Says if Hopkins signs with the Pats, it's not going to help them win the division or make the playoffs. No, it's not. Like again, it's, it's going to take them from maybe eight wins to nine wins or seven wins to eight wins. Like it's not going to help them much. Um, so hey, he wants the money. He wants the money. Now, I can understand for a team, let's say like, let's say like the Texans. Like the Texans wanted to re-sign him. Okay, you you have you have Shroud and you want him to develop and you want to give him like a true number one. I get that. If, if teams are trying to sign him to supplement a young roster and let their young team develop, understandable. Ryan Tannehill doesn't need Hopkins. You know, Mac Jones, he, I, he needs everything he can get, but, like, what are they going to do with that? I, I just, I don't know. I don't think Hopkins throws the football to the to the Raiders and loses the game for us. Loses the game for the Pats? Oh, that means Hunt character issues hold him, uh, holding him back. You think him and D-Hop, you think would have bigger markets. Yeah, like you, but there are players who are plenty good who who are unsigned for a multitude of reasons. And obviously, Hopkins and Hunt are a little bit bigger names. But you know, we got Quan really late last year. We got Morgan Moses, even though Morgan Moses was late, but I believe he was cut <clears throat> by that time at the was it the football team, Redskins, whatever it was. Um, and we signed him like a, like a week or two later. Um, but there are always players who are um, who are there late. But Hopkins, yeah, there's some stuff that came out that he might not be the best locker room guy. 
and Hunt, he had issues how many years ago? You know, um, I don't know if there's been anything in, in recent past. I, I haven't really looked into it, but it's a possibility. You know, it's a, it's a possibility. We don't know what type of people these are. Like, you know, we could all think, okay, yes, I'm Hunt. But Joe Douglas could have done his research on Hunt, and, and they could have called the Chiefs, or he could have called the Browns. Like, no, this guy is late to meetings, doing this. Like, it's so – you never know. You never know. I – Swolsey, I have no idea what this means. I, I, typing bubble K, I'm lean. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There are some things that I'm starting to, maybe, maybe I'm just old and I don't know what this means, Swolsey, or maybe it's just a typo, but there are some things I'm starting to like notice myself getting older. Um, I just heard of soaking the other day. I didn't know what that meant, <laughs> but I, I was like, like family and somebody brought up soaking. I was like, what the fuck is that? And they explained, I was like, oh, am I just old? Like, am I, am I falling out of the loop with like words and stuff like that? And, uh, <laughs> I heard about that. And then I also, some kid, my, my wife was watching some show and, uh, she, he said like, Oh, the, the guy got yeeted. And I was like, what the fuck is yeeted? Like, like, what is, what does that mean? And then the other day I was searching through like gifts, like to put on Twitter and I saw a horse hitting a kid and like, and it said yeet. So I, so like, I, I guess getting yeeted is like getting like thrown far. Is that what it is? Is, is getting yeeted like, like rock you get, you get hit. Like if a line, if 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 a receiver's across the middle on a slant and gets rocked by a safety, did he hit? Did he get yeeted? Am I using that correctly? I don't I don't know. I'm only thirty, but I guess I'm I guess I'm old. I'm old. I don't know. Uh, don't think MC is the best pass blocker just size alone. I want um, Hunt to be the second behind Hall. I would love it. I, I would love getting Hunt for for you know three four million dollars. I think he's a really good back and it protects you. Um, now who do you cut? Like that's the question uh, for for any, really any of you who are who are here is like. You, you bring in Hunt. You're not carrying five running backs. Who do you guys cut? It's not Hall, right? It's not Izzy. It's not Hunt. So one of Knight or Michael Carter's gone. And Michael Carter showed a lot of promise in year one, a lot. Um, Zonovan Knight showed promise for what? It was like the Vikings game. The Vikings game. And maybe like there was like a game or two after that where he was running pretty well. And then he averaged like, like two yards of carry for the next like three games. So... Which sample size are you gonna buy into? It's it's hard, but I would I would love to see um, Hunt on the on the team. I, obviously, assuming everything is cool in terms of the off the field stuff, which we we don't really know. Um, the cluck the the, the cluck the Chuck Clark injury is so jet like. Played nearly every game. Yeah, right. It's uh, what's the stat? He played like ninety seven of the last ninety six or ninety. Yeah, ninety six of the last ninety seven or ninety seven of the last ninety eight gets hurt with the Jets. And then, now you hear about uh, Amos. Last five years, you know, he started every single game. Okay, knock on wood, because same shit with Clark, right? Clark was all healthy, and then he comes here and he tears his ACL, most likely. I'm leaning more towards from Swolsey. I'm leaning more towards – I'm leaning more and more towards the complete overpay to get Adams uh, from uh, the Raiders. Yeah, but it would cost a lot, right? Like, okay, if we're talking about second-round pick and all the money he's owed, then okay. But are you talking about another first? Like, are we getting rid of first for multiple years? I, I don't know. Um, to me, I, I get the appeal of Adams, but if we're going more towards a complete overpay, I would overpay for Hopkins – or not Hopkins. I would overpay for Mike Evans before I'd pay for Adams because Adams is owed, what is it, like $30 million, $31 million this year or some crazy shit like that where, Hop, or where, where Evans is owed – 13, 14, something like that, on a team who clearly is not going to win. Your Baker Mayfield can't hit a, a slant in practice, clearly. Like, you're seeing videos of it. So w- what is Evans doing for that team? So I would love – Evans is the most, like I, – I, I feel like it could happen. I feel like the Bucks, if they can get a good pick for him, should trade him. 
I would trade a third round pick for Evans all day, all day for two years. Oh yeah. I think he only has a year left, but you sign him for a year after that or whatever, you know? So, uh, snowball. I, again, I appreciate you guys throwing some chats. Uh, what's your confidence level in Dwayne Brown lasting the entire season post-surgery with the opponents we're facing this season? I'm pretty confident because – um, I'm, I'm confident because Dwayne Brown has been mostly an Ironman. Like, if if I'm more confident him lasting this whole season than I was last season, you hear he, he injured his shoulder and he was playing with a torn rotator cuff or whatever it was last year, and he still lasted the whole year. So now he's healthy. Even if he tears it again, he's just going to play through it like he did last time. So I'm, I'm pretty confident he'll – He'll play the entire season, or at least a lot of it. Again, knock on wood, I hate saying that shit. And um, I think he should be better than last year. I think I think last year he was below average. I think this year with a healthy shoulder, I get he's 38 years old or 39 years old. I think he could be about average. And I, and I think about average is okay um, for, your, for your offensive line. You know, so I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. I'm excited to see Dwayne Brown. I think I think he's going to bounce back. It, it, I, I cannot imagine playing with the Torum Rotator Cup. I believe that's what it was. Uh, I tore my labrum. It's obviously a pretty close spot in the shoulder and, uh, you know, different ranges of motions and things like that. But I couldn't fucking, I could barely open my car door. I don't want I can't understand trying to block Miles Garrett with the torn rotator cuff. I, don't, I just don't understand. But <laughs> bus, hopefully with modern day sports medicine, we can get Clark back in the field in like in, in two weeks. Yeah, you know, steroids. Sure. Um, no, I, I think like you, you hope because it happened in June that, you usually hear like six months or something like that for ACLs. Could he get back for the playoffs? Maybe. With that being said, do you want to be thrusting a guy who hasn't played with your team ever into a spot where he's just playing the playoffs? Like now, obviously, you'd rather have him on the team than not, but does he start? I don't know. Um, and obviously, that's a ways away. We haven't even heard the second opinion. You know, uh, Joe, do any of your opinions on the draft picks differ from the common consensus narrative that, yeah, a thousand percent? A thousand percent. Now, the, now the kind of the, the difficult thing is is what are the common narratives? Um, Will McDonald's, I feel like it's pretty chalky. I would say Tipman is pretty chalky. Everybody kind of knows it, it gets into the later round guys. Um, Warren, people saying that he's pro ready and path protection is bullshit to me. Um, you've you've heard of people talk about his athleticism. I think his athleticism is pretty limited. I think he's an average athlete at best. So pro ready and a good athlete. Disagree completely. Um, Izzy, I, I like Izzy. But I think Izzy is much more consistent than people realize. Um, Izzy doesn't – and I like the home run ability. And, I, and I've said this with Izzy before. Izzy's going to get you one yard, one yard, two yards, negative three yards, two yards, one yard, one yard, three yards, 70 yards. Like that's the kind of player he is. But his vision's very spotty. Um, his patience behind the, 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 the line of scrimmage where people said was good is very, very spotty. Um, his ability to break tackles is, is pretty bad, to be completely honest. Uh, there's a lot of DBs who bring him down corners – at, at that level or bring him down. So who's going to do it versus Fred Warner? I don't know. Um, so I, I think Izzy's a little bit overrated, but I still like him. It's not that I don't like him, but people yet understand he's a fifth round pick or four, fifth round pick. And people are talking about him like he's going to be some absolute stud, like no doubt about it. I, I disagree. Um, I, I would say Zach Kuntz is definitely overhyped by people, but that's because you see the RAS, perfect 10, most athletic tight end ever. Sure. Does he play up to those numbers? No. Um I could say almost with, and again, I'm not trying to shit on people, but I think people tend to be more positive and, and positivity gets clicks, right? Like if, if I'm going to be out there putting up bad plays of people, nobody's going to retweet it. Nobody's going to like it. So the best thing to do is say, this guy is great. You retweet their stuff, right? That's, that's what people, a lot of people do. I don't, the Zach Kuhn stuff, he might be the worst contested catcher I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and obviously I have a lot, I have a large sample size. Like I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of Eric Tomlinson or Kellen Davis doing contested catches, but Zach Kuntz for his size cannot 
catch the ball contested. And he's pretty frustrating because he didn't attack the ball. Like if a ball is slightly outside of his frame where he thinks the, the target's off, he won't even put his hand out. He's just like, ah, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to go for that ball. It wasn't a perfect throw. So Zach Kuntz is pretty frustrating to me. Now I like the upside, I like the high upside swing because I'm much, I'm, I'm from the mindset of later on in drafts, you either take good players who are injured and people have questions about their knees holding up or whatever it may be, or you take home run swings for guys who are freaky, freaky athletic. Kuntz is the latter. He's the, he's the, he's the swing for the fences on the freaky athlete, but there's a reason a guy with a perfect top 10 RAS score went in the seventh round because he kind of sucks at football. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Um, so Maybe that, um, I would say from the jump uh, last year with Whitehead, uh, you know, you, you see people like Doosable or Willie Clone or whoever's on SOI. I'm, not, I'm just saying random people, but you'll kind of hear them saying, like, oh, he's a great tackler. And then the first game I watched, he misses three tackles. I'm like, did you watch or are you looking up PFF numbers in some highlight film? I think you're I think you're doing the latter there as well. So, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of different opinions of pretty much any, everybody because I watch a fuck ton, which – not to like to my own horn. That's just what's, that's what it is here. And people don't like that. You know, that's why sometimes um, it is what it is. You know, I have a very niche, niche group of you guys who, who like this shit. <laughs> you know, some people are like douchebag, too negative, get off. You know, I don't want to watch you. Um, but I appreciate the people who, who care about honesty, you know, it makes no sense though. Uh, go in the ring. You're a vet that made your money. How, how would you rather more money over chance? Robbie, like I, I, I get it. I get it, but I think it's easier for us to talk about it when we're not like we, we don't have his pockets, right? Like this, this is a guy who is used to his way of living life. I'm not saying lavish or anything like that, but I'm sure he's, he's enjoyed the luxuries of being an NFL player and having millions of dollars. But the thing is you have 10 years to make the, mo the money you're going to have for the rest of your life. So two, $3 million is a lot like two or $3 million is, is more than at least half of what I'll ever make in my life. So it, that's a lot of money. So depends on the price. Now, if it's again, $15 million with the, with the Titans to, to win eight games or 13 million with the jets. Okay. I can understand that. But if the jets are offering eight and they're offering 15, $7 million is a lot, you know? So kind of depends. It's, it's hard to get in people's pockets. I don't love to do that. I, I I'm never going to blame players for getting as much money as they possibly can. Now, if you go out there and say, I want an elite quarterback, I want an elite defense, I want to win, and then you go to the Titans, well, then your your messaging is all, is all fucked up, right? Like, you're clearly lying, and you want money. So, um, Douglas, hey, Joe, new viewer here, wondering what your background is in football to be so good at evaluating players and tape. Um, I played in high school, um, and that really wasn't even any, any of it because our high school, we had, like, six offensive plays and, like, three defensive plays. Like, we were a small high school. We sucked. Um, so I played football, uh, but then it really just came from like doing this. Like I started listening to jets, like, like radio stuff, like Michael K and all that garbage. I realized how much garbage it was. And then I started listening to podcasts. And one of the first ones I found was jet nation radio. And that's when Tyson Roush of let's talk jets was, was doing it. I listened to him and a guy named Dennis, and then they left the show. And then this new guy, Brandon came in. And then when Brandon came in, um, I started like calling into the show. Actually, I think I called in maybe once or twice when Tyson was doing it. And then I called into Brandon's show or when Brandon Dowling was doing it. And then after my call, he messaged me after. He's like, hey, like, you know, I really like your opinions. Would you like to do the show? I started doing the show with Brandon. And no offense to Brandon. He's not probably not listening to this at all. But like those were during the years where like, like Gino and, and Sheldon Richardson, all those guys. But we only talk about like the top guys in the roster. And we didn't know what we were talking about. So if somebody asked a question about a coverage or what lost this, like you kind of make up shit or you dodge. And I really didn't feel like that was like genuine. So 
Um, I, I was such a diehard football fan that I figured like, okay, I'm talking so passionately about the subject. Maybe I should fucking learn what I'm talking about. And then it was just going into reading books, going to coaching clinics, um, uh, attending coaching clinics online, finding old coaching clinics, taking notes, um, looking up coverages, looking up, you know, the differences between cover three cloud and cover three buzz. And then all the different types of quarter coverages from Meg to mod to box to switch to all this shit. Um, and then you, you, the more you delve into topics, the less, you know, so like each, each topic you're trying to learn about brings you into seven other topics. You had no fucking idea about. So it, it was just, I really dove into a rabbit hole of, of wanting to know what I'm talking about. Cause like I get frustrated and especially now that I, I watch what I do and I at least understand it to, to a, a pretty solid level. Um, and then I'll hear people talk on sports radio or podcast or Twitter. And I'm like, dude, I, 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 I know I'm not Bill Belichick, but I definitely know you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'll see people get like a hundred retweets on like some shit I know is complete bullshit. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be one of those people. So um, I know it's a niche crew and, you know, I have 84 viewers in here and other streams have hundreds and stuff like that. Um, so people, some people don't like the niche film talking shit and think I'm an asshole for it, but uh, it just is what it is. I don't know. Sorry to get into a long story about that, but I got some time. So um, yeah, it was just really about, about wanting to be knowledgeable about what I'm talking about. So that's why I do two hour film reviews. And I would say, I know when I do a review, I watch 16 players. Like it's going to take me probably 20, maybe not 20 probably like 10 to 15 hours to watch Amos. And after that, I'm going to know what I'm talking about with him. So I'm not going to be like, oh, is he good in coverage? Oh, well, you know, his PFF numbers say this. Like, no, I don't need his fucking PFF numbers. So I appreciate the question. I like to kind of explain that stuff. But uh, Bailey, I hope I didn't, <laughs> Douglas, I hope I didn't scare you off of that. But that's kind of what it came from. It was really just not wanting to know what I'm talking about. Um, with JD, obviously looking to, uh, at adding a wide receiver one this offseason, Hill last year and OBJ this year. Who else could be a pop? Well, OBJ, like, I, th I think the Jets were – I don't think they're looking for a receiver one. I think they're looking for a complement to Garrett Wilson. I, I don't think if Hill no, – I don't want to say this. I don't think they're as needy for a receiver one because they have a receiver one. Like like Garrett Wilson's a legitimate – and again, I'll talk a little shit about, about a lot of people. Garrett Wilson's a fucking stud. Like you guys should all be really, really – there's no fabrication. There's no nothing. He is bona fide number one receiver. He's going to be a top ten guy this year. He could creep up to the top five. He's going to be a top 10 guy for years to come. I legitimately think that. Um, so I don't think they need another guy. With OBJ, I think it was part of like Aaron Rodgers' wish list, which I don't think it's a true wish list, but you'd think if you're bringing a quarterback to run your to run your offense, you'd ask him, hey, who do you like? Like, no shit. Of course you're going to ask that. So that, that whole thing is ridiculous in, in, just in general. Like Rodgers mentioned, yeah, we talk about players we like. No shit. Why wouldn't you? Right? Like, it's it would be stupid not to. Um. You know, so with OBJ, I think they were kind of trying to do him a favor and maybe they, they probably cut Corey Davis because of OBJ. Um, but Hill and OBJ are obviously on two completely different tiers. Now, in terms of like who could be a possible option, I, you know, I think Evans, I still think Hopkins is an option. Um, maybe Ad, I don't think Adams is a real option. I, I think the I think the most like realistic option that should be out there is Evans. I would love Evans. $14 million for a guy who's had what? Eight 1,000 yard seasons in a row with, with, sometimes with guys like Jameis Winston and whoever else has been playing there, um, that would be a slam dunk, man. Neil, uh, is it feasible to replace Corey Davis with Conklin, play uh, play Rucker? And well, no, because Corey Davis is a receiver and Conklin is a tight end, so you don't want Conklin on the outside as like a Z and having to create space. And you know, Conklin's like a good athlete, but he's not Corey Davis. Corey Davis is a much better athlete and. 
play, you know, playing Conk on the outside is going to screw up some concepts. Like, like you're not going to be able to get him. You're not going to be able to get him deep down the field with like proper timing on a dig route. You know, like he, he can be involved in some things, but um, no, you know, one's a receiver, one's a tight end. Um, and I think Rucker's going to have more playing time. I think it's going to be a more like pseudo fullback H back role. Um, I think that at a certain point he could overtake Uzama as tight end too. Um, I like Uzama. He's definitely overpaid for what he is. Um, and Rucker bowled out towards the end of last year. So I could, I could see Rucker taking his spot. It's just Uzama is such a, like a, he's such a good locker room guy, which, which to me matters probably more than it should. Uh, I'm all about the locker room. I'm all about chemistry. Um, it really means a lot to me. So I get bringing Uzama. He's still overpaid, but I can see Rucker taking his spot. Next question is I take a sip of coffee. More like a gulp, trying to get it all down <laughs> in limited time. Uh, I'd like to see Hop uh, go to the Pats. I think we'll crush the Pats and give him the better chance to beat Miami or Buffalo. Um, yeah, I prefer him to go to an NFC team who are never going to play. I don't want. I don't want to see Hopkins twice a year. Now, again, do I think that that makes them beat the Jets? I don't. I I think the Jets go week three, exercise their demons, and beat the shit out of the Patriots. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the football season to start. Man, like, I'm already really excited getting through the reviews and stuff, but. Um, week one is going to be wild. Going to Dallas week two is going to be wild. The Pats game week three, wild. <laughs> like it's so, uh, who is week four? Um, week four is the Chiefs, right? Sunday night game. Week five is the Broncos. Week six is the Eagles. Week seven by eight Chargers. It's a fun part of the season. I'd much rather go D hop to the shitty Patriots than the Bills or Kansas City. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, Rob V. Um, like the, yeah, the, the Bengals, KC, the Eagles, even the Cowboys, like the, I'm not saying the Cowboys, I, I think the Cowboys are probably the third team in the NFC behind the Eagles and the, um, behind the Eagles and the Niners. So like, you don't want them to go there. You want them to go to an NFC team who's shitty or a shitty AFC team, you know, go, go ahead, go to the, go to the Texans, go to the, go to the Titans. I don't care about the Titans. Now, I, again, I prefer him to go to the, to the NFC or the Titans over the Pats. I don't want to face him twice a year, but if he does, I'm not shaking my boots. I'm late. Uh, has Clark officially been ruled out for the year? No, but it seems like that's the case. Um, first opinion seemed to – the way everyone you insinuated, it's, it seemed like he was going to be out for the year. Um, and he's getting a second opinion. We haven't seen the result of that, but, uh, yeah. Um, Happy thinking. I agree with you, Joe. The tax situation to be automatically adjusted to the salary cap for each team, respectively. More taxes, your higher cap to even it out. It, it's the exact FF, FFS, easy math. Again, I don't know if F, I don't know what FFS means. For fuck's sake. Exact for, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, it's just stupid. Like, how, how can other teams have, like, it's basically like, hey, the Titans have $100 million. The Jets, you only got 80. Good luck. How does that make sense? It makes no sense. It, it should exa- it, exactly. It should be. It should, they should figure it out with the tax situation in terms of the percentages. More teams with more taxes should get more money. So, is Amos the best safety in our roster? In your opinion, Joe? Oh God, Clark is still on the roster, so it's Clark. Is he better than Whitehead? Give me time. Give me time. Um, he might be. He, I, I would say based on, or I don't know. I'm, I'm not thrilled with him early. Even in 2020, he was supposed to be a stud. I could watch the Lions game. He got hurdled. He almost gave up another catch. He gave up a touchdown. He was really flat-footed in cover three, deep middle third. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. But legitimately, I think if I think if it's Amos and Whitehead as like your top two options in terms of like the best safeties in your roster, I think Tony Adams probably overtakes him by the end of the year. 
Um, I liked a lot of what I saw of Tony Adams in preseason. I liked a lot what I saw of him as a UDFA from what Illinois. I liked a lot of what I saw him late in the season. So I think, I think if I had to bet that that Adams is going to be a at least decent starter, I think he's going to be a decent starter this year. With saying that, well, saying that I I would think he's going to be a better player, and I, that's what I would bet on. Do I want to bet my Super Bowl and playoff chances on that? I don't. Let him develop. Let him prove it to you as a backup, you know, and they, and if he balls out this year and he proves it for now, you know, now you have him in, in multiple years where he's balling out and, and you don't, you know, and you don't bring, let's say John, John Johnson back fine in year two, but in th- this year against the, the bills twice, the dolphins with Hill and Waddle versus Casey versus the chargers. You want to have an inexperienced safety who's not very proven. Yikes. Like that's usually, that's a yike situation to me. Uh, also Hawk or also Hawk. No Hawk. Also what's up. I appreciate that Hawk. Um, what's up to you as well. Uh, I'm just gay. I'm fucking tired right now. As I said, probably the, I've been working for a couple of years now. I would say today the top five busiest I've ever, I just nonstop, nonstop ridiculousness today. Um, so typo text Hawk. What's up? I, I always, I always love how like somebody drops in here and then like you have like your more popular guys or whatever who are like, they come in here. And it's like, Oh, what's up, bro? What's up, Anthony? What's up, Hawk? It's just like, it's always, it's always funny. Steven Angle will come in at like seven fifty eight. say, did I miss anything? And like throw curse words out there. Like you have your, your little clicks here. It's kind of funny. Um, Brian Newell, what's up? Catching it live for once. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate you being here. Uh, Cy Thompson, may, uh, maybe more night or maybe move night to the, pre- he's not getting to the practice squad. Based on what he did last year and just a small sample size, and I know obviously half of it was very good and half of it was kind of bad, but to be frank, obviously a lot of that's the offensive line. Um, somebody's scooping him up. Somebody's scooping him up as running back four before he gets to the practice squad because obviously he's a clear, a clear, clear waivers. So, heck no, get Evans. Yeah. According to Jeff X Factor, Dan Knight's franchise record for NFL de- uh, debut scrimmage yards sur- surpassed the previous record holder, Stephen Hill. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I was at that game, man. Uh, that was Stephen Hill's first game was the Bills home opener, right? Um, and he had two touchdowns. And like the one of the first plays, it was Sanchez to Hill, like 40 yards down the right sideline, I believe. Um, and I was there. I was like, holy shit, dude. Stephen Hill's going to be a stud. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I was one of those fans. Like, yeah, I was a diehard. I was season tickets, all that stuff. And I thought season, Stephen Hill was going to be a stud. That should, that should say how much I really paid attention. Like, I was an idiot. Like you should watch Stephen Hill at Georgia Tech and be like, yeah, this guy kind of sucks. You know, I should have known what was going to happen. Um, but yeah, but like, I think I saw a stat out there like yesterday, maybe that at, at first Bam Knight was averaging like six yards of run his first couple of games. And then the next couple of games were at two. And I would want to go back, obviously, and like legitimately watch just him in the offensive line and see his reads and all that stuff. But I know a lot of it was the offensive line, but that's a massive drop off, right? Like we're not going to rely on that this year. If you had to be running back two this year, you'd be concerned. If Michael Carter II had to be your running back two this year, you'd be concerned. If Izzy had to be your running back two this year, you'd be concerned. But with question mark, question mark, question mark, are all do you hope that one of those three can rise up and be running back two? I think that's potentially the Jets' hope. But with the with the rumored interest in the draft and running backs, with the rumored interest of Cook, where you saw Salah shoot down Hopkins, you saw Salah, um, he shot down um, – there was something else I think he shot down – um, but with cook, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, well, well, you know, I, I don't, I can't really talk about the finances or whatever he said. So I think there is interest in adding a running back now again, hunt over cook for me, but whatever Mike hand, Mike Evans hands are iffy. 
Are you sure, Solzy? I don't. I don't know. Mike Evans drops. I don't. I never really remember his hands being being iffy. Um, he's had a drop or two. But if you think Mike Evans' hands are iffy, you're gonna hate Lazard. <laughs> you're gonna hate him. He drops so many easy balls. I'm sorry, but there's plays on third down. He's wide open in the middle. He drops it. But um, I'm not like a PFF guy, and I don't really know how to look up stats. I'm just not. I'm just not a big stats guy. Who could find me his drops in the last couple of years? Um, oh yeah, okay. Rotowire said uh, Evan. Let's see. Yeah, how do you find that? Who could find that for me? Drops. I don't know what. I don't know what. Um, I don't know what site to use for drops. Somebody find it if you if you can. I would. I would really appreciate you. But if not, it is what it is. Um, but okay. Even if even if he has sketchy hands. I'm still taking him. He's still a really good receiver. I would say eat. <laughs> if I stole a chicken nugget out of your hand that you're about to eat and then threw it out the window. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. I don't really I, I thought kind of like that's the same thing. Like yeet, like kind of well, like didn't like overtake like YOLO, but like I get the uh, term like something you do something fucking crazy. But apparently like when people get hit really hard, it's yeet. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a horse running over a kid and said the, the caption was yeet. I was like, all right, I don't know. You got hands and Aaron Rodgers throwing passes your way. You better catch the ball. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, hold on. Where? Let me see. Let me see if I can pull up this play really quick. Like an absolute fucking seed from Rodgers. It was. It was 2020. Uh, let's see, because it was my. It was. I was in the review I just did. Deep Lazard placement. Hold on. No, that's not it. Right. Nope, that's not it. You guys can't. Obviously, you guys can't see what. Actually, I don't even care if you guys see. Hold on. Let me just share my screen. Preset, um, share screen, entire screen, entire screen, share. Okay, you guys can see everything I can see. Let's see if I can find this play. Not helped. What play was it? So I did plays, hard look, easy, ride out, uh, base inside, underthrow, base, quick decision, drop, but no. Uh, drop, but? Is this it? Oh, yeah, dude, this is the play. Like, watch, and I... The whole film breakdown thing, you guys can go and watch actually. I'm not breaking this down right now. This is just me t- like kind of just shooting the shit. I don't need to break any of this down. Um, which by the way, just peeks there, reads that crease concept. That's the first read of that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Which which by the way, Rogers really likes to do this. Like just just a quick little side note in terms of, like the film stuff. Um a, lo- a lot of the times, like you'll see with three receivers to this side be your primary read and this isolated receiver, like run a crossing route or something like that. So you'll you'll read whatever the read is for this one. It's, it's one, two, three. Um, and then it'll come back to this. And usually it's like a crossing route or something like that to work into the concept or, or at least be easier on the eyes instead of having a one, two, three, all the way across to one. Um, but with Rogers a lot, especially with Devontae Adams, and you'll see it by the way, versus DJ Reed here. Um, you'll see this with Garrett Wilson, where Rogers will read the release, read the DB, see if he likes it immediately. If not, he'll come off of it really quick and go back to, to his process on, on his front side read because he's just so elite at processing. He doesn't need the extra time to process this on the front side, but he reads, he, he, he reads Adams. Okay. I don't like Adams. And then what we call these, we call this a crease concept with the, with the, with the seam or the bender uh, seam. If it's cover three, if the, if, if there's a gap in like cover threes between the, the, the safety and the corner. So you'll want to seam like that, but if it's a middle of the field open coverage or there's, there's a safety to his right, he's going to bend it. You call it a bender route. So it's like a seam or a, or a post. So you read the bender, you read the dig and it's called, and this is called a crease concept. Some people call it a dagger, but a dagger also has a, a drag under it. This is all the shit you get on the film reviews, but he's going to read one. Two, three. Uh, he never comes off of two because he sees the relationship with the linebacker, and obviously this 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 uh, this safety being out leveraged um, to where he's throwing it to. So, but like, watch this throw. And, and this is this is not examples of of Lazard's bad hands because yes, he drops it. Um, there's plenty of examples of him just running a slant and it's like wide open. 
um, that he drops, but you can't drop throws like this, dude. Like, look at that fucking throw. It's ridiculous, man. Ridiculous drops it. Like, not, not, even, cl- not even close to catching it. Not even close. Like, his hands don't even hit it. Maybe, maybe, maybe his, like, thumb or his forearm does, but... And I have plenty of plays of, of drops. I'm not, I'm not going to try to shit on him and do all that stuff. He's going to be like, oh, you're an asshole, you're negative. But it just is what it is. So, it, it's frustrating, though, when you have Rodgers throw an absolute dime like that, and it's fucking dropped. So, let's see. Oh, scroll back up. Where am I at? Okay. Uh, watch the film. It doesn't lie. Um, how good do you think Bryce Huff is? He seems like the best edge rusher on the team to me, but, but with drafting JJ and now McDonald, it seems like JD and Salah don't value him at all. Um, I, I don't think it's not that they don't value him. I think that it's the fact that they just really, really, really are strict to their idea that they don't want edge rushers playing a lot of time. Now, I'm not going to agree with a first-round pick from last year. Now, obviously, it depends on how, how productive they are, but First round draft pick, uh, pick playing about thirty percent of the snaps. A later or a fourth round draft pick playing thirty percent of the snaps. JFM some games playing forty nine percent, fifty fifty one for fourteen million dollars. You know Carl Lawson playing fifty percent of the reps for fifteen million dollars. Q is about to get twenty five million dollars a year, and there was games he played like fifty nine sixty percent of the reps. It's just not enough, so I don't necessarily agree with their thoughts on that. Um, I get the I get the thought of wanting them to be fresh, but with the, at the same point. You're paying a lot of money on, to be on the bench. A lot of values on the bench uh, where you, when you don't have like a true starting proven free safety right now. So it's their philosophy more than I think it's it's their hatred against players because it's not that they dislike loss and they dislike JJ. They just they're really stringent to that to that idea. Um, now with Huff, it was frustrating that he didn't play the first couple of weeks. He comes in and he dominates, and it's it's it kind of sucks. Like I don't think he's going to be resigned here after this year. Um, I'm not sure if they think he's great in the run game, which is a part of it. Um, but part of that is not necessarily getting the opportunity to prove he's good in the run game. Now, obviously they have the, the advantage of being in practice and seeing him and playing in the run game, but you're never really going to play him over JFM on the edge uh, in terms of the run game. You're not going to play him over JJ. You're not going to play him over Clemens on the edge as a run stuffer. You're not going to play him over Lawson because Lawson's not a good run stuffer, but he's okay. Uh, so it's not even just like, he's not, I don't think he's not, I don't think he's not, not like capable of playing the run game, but you have so many better options. So he just plays so few snaps um, that it's almost hard to like justify re-signing him because I would love to re-sign him. And let's say he balls out like he does th- th- like he did last year. The thing is the Jets will pay him. We'll try to pay him four or $5 million, maybe $6 million for a limited role where a team, let's just say like the Bucks or whoever will come out there and say, Hey, we'll pay, we'll play you or we'll pay you $10 million because we'll also uh play you against the run where the Jets are never really going to do that. I don't think, especially, you know, with all the guys that have on team, I don't, I don't think that happens. So, uh, Carlos Santos, uh, what's up? Uh, no Bryce Hall to safety. No, it's a different spot. Your eyes are different. Your reads are different. You you have to approach the box differently, different angles in the running game. You get really physical. I'm not saying it's not physical, but do you want Bryce Hall taking on a pulling guard or, or a tight end trying to crack block them? I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't think he's athletic. You have to be pretty athletic to be a free safety as well. Um, I don't think he has the best burst out of his breaks. I don't think he has the best deep range. Again, your, your reads completely change. Like I, I get secondary secondary, but is offensive line, offensive line, you know, is, is tight end the same as receipt running back is, 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 is receiver the same as, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's two different positions to me. I, I don't, I get like secondary to secondary and it's easy switching Madden. Um, but it's, it just doesn't work like that. That's even T. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. You're also the man. 
healthy Corey, Corey seriously doesn't get enough love. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Corey, Corey is one of the players who is hated by Jets fans, and I get it because, yes, he has drops. And again, trust, just trust me, if you hate Corey Davis, you're going to hate Lazard with drops. He's much worse hands. With that being said, you have Corey Davis who gets a contract, and we think he's going to be like the number one receiver with the Jets. He comes in. He has some penalties. He has some drops. And, and the thing that almost like like multiplied the problem was the fact that Zach Wilson only got the ball accurately down the field like two times a game. So when Corey Davis drops one of them, it really exemplifies the problem because like, holy shit, you know, that's the only thing he remembers. It's like the only good throw he, he threw when he dropped it. With Rodgers, he might catch five or six balls on dig routes and then he drops the seventh. And like, oh, well, he had the six other catches. But with Zach Wilson, he didn't really have that opportunity. So like his his problems were exemplified because of how – like how not like misused he was, but um, because he wasn't seeing the ball as much as he should have because the passing offense was absolute just shit. So I would say for underrated jets right now. Um, and this isn't what you guys asked, obviously, but uh, Corey Davis is one of them. Tyler Conklin's one of them. I would say Tony Adams is one of them uh, just to get on a more positive spin because I'm typically people think I'm a, ne- a negative asshole, uh, but Corey Davis is underrated. And that's something people don't like to hear because, Oh, I saw him drop the ball. Like same thing with Conklin. Oh, he sucks. Conklin had like, Four drops and four, and don't quote me on this, but like very minimal drops. I would say four or five drops uh, in a couple of years of the Titans. And maybe it was even more than that. Maybe it was four or five drops a year, but that's still not a ton. He comes to the Jets, his first couple of games, he has a drop or two in each game and a fumble in like each of the games where he never really did that through his entire career. So now because of the small sample size, especially the first impressions sample size to Jets fans. They saw him fumbling and dropping. Now he sucks. Well, what about the other four years where he played really, really well, didn't drop the ball, didn't fumble. And the thing with, with, with Tyler Conklin is he was like eighth or ninth in receiving yards for tight ends last year. So people who want to rely on stats, it's still a pretty solid tight end. And again, considering that was coming from Zach Wilson, what if he's playing with Aaron Rodgers last year? Would he have been fifth or sixth in receiving yards for tight ends? And he sucks. Are you sure? Are you sure? Cause I'm not sure. I, or actually, I'm sure that he's a good player. I think he, I think he's a good receiving tight end. I do. I think he's a, he's a solid blocker or decent blocker at the minimum. He's a, he's a really good route runner. Now he's not the biggest guy. You don't want him going over the middle, like contested catches and things like that. But in terms of like a route running tight ends, he's up there. He's, he's a good tight end. I like Conklin. Um, so Corey Conklin Adams, give him some love. Those are players who based on everything I've watched, they're, they're actually pretty good. Um, but again, you guys know what it is. What first impression of everything. So if you're going to drop a ball in your first game, the jets, especially with Jets fans, how reactionary the, our entire fan group is for the most part, you suck. You drop that first game, uh, drop that first game, you're terrible. Marvin, what is up, my man? Uh, works lost to miss playoffs. 08 with Favre um, against Miami or week 17 with Fitz. <laughs> well, see, the thing about Favre with Miami is I was I was, I was was 15 there. So like, I was a big Jets fan when I was 15, but I wasn't like – stupid diehard like we like you guys are and and i am like i was i was a big fan but i was more like not casual but you know what i mean like not die 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 hard week 17 with fitz versus the bills i drove to buffalo uh that sucked balls i that was that was the worst man it, it uh the excitement like i remember pulling up to the pats game because the pats were i i think that year they were fighting for the one seed or the two seed i believe uh for a bye and I remember pulling up to the stadium. We get there at like 7.55. We wait in line. We do our shotgun. As soon as we get off the bus, we do all that fun stuff. I remember sitting there and being like, dude, if they win this game, we have a chance next week. I think if the Steelers lose, I think, too. Or, or was it just winning in? I think it was winning in if the Steelers lost, we were still in. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, 
And we drove there. Like, we weren't like, holy fucking shit. Like, we're really going to Buffalo. Like, damn, okay. It's like one of those things that can get beer muscles and say, like, we're going. And then, like, after the game, like, fuck, we really want to go. We really want to do this. And we did it. Um, cold ass Buffalo. It was like negative, negative temperatures with wind chill. It sucked. It was snowy. I remember I was the asshole who wore like two pairs of socks with breathable shoes. I was fucking freezing my ass off, getting snowballs thrown us and all that shit. And Fitz throws what three picks? Kembrell Tompkins drop. That sucked. That was terrible. And with that game too, I remember being so frustrated because Powell was out and Ivory. We had no idea why he was out. Apparently, we later figure out that he's he's battling a a injury. Um, but Ivory comes in for one play and he runs the ball for like 45, 50 yards in one run. We're like, what the fuck, man? Like that, that one hurt. That one really hurt now. And the thing about it too, is I think that next game, if we were to play, it would have been the Bengals without Dalton at that point. It's like AJ McCarron Bengals. So we could have at least got to the divisional round. And I think the divisional round might've been the Pats and we beat the Pats already. Would, would we have beat Tom Brady in the playoffs in the divisional round with Brian Fitzpatrick? Probably not, but would I have enjoyed the shit? Out of a uh, out of a wild card win against the Bengals, fuck yeah, I would have, you know. So um, that one hurt. That one legitimately hurt. That drive back, man, <laughs> that was terrible. Even though I'm not gonna lie, it doesn't really matter because now you know him. But one of my friend's brothers was uh, Snapchatting uh, a teacher who we all kind of knew, and uh, he was getting some he was getting some some naughty pics from the teacher. But like, you can't save it on your phone on Snapchat. You can't screenshot it. At least not, not, I don't know about like screen recording or whatever, but you couldn't, you couldn't screenshot it. So he was getting the Snapchats um, in the front of the car. I remember just being over his shoulders and we're all taking pictures and like seven dudes in the car. It was just, it was, it was fucking funny, man. We, we kind of just like bask in the misery. Embrace the suck, as they say. We embrace the suck. Um, question, if a guard gets injured, how would you play it? McGovern at center and Tippman at guard or vice versa? Uh, keep, uh, well, Tippman, he's, 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 practice at guard i don't know if he's ever played at guard mcgovern's played at guard earlier in his career um and mcgovern's a center uh, is, is a veteran you'd expect to be able to adjust well to that you don't want to move tipman a guy who has been playing center who's been practicing at center i think he's actually practiced a little bit with the jets at guard um but still do it to the veteran don't don't move rookies around you, you can't do that shit keep him in one spot um so yeah if if it was that situation i would tip tipman center stay at center mcgovern can play guard um, but if a guard gets injured, you're probably going to have, and you also have Billy Turner who's played guard. Um, and then, and then past that you have Schweitzer who they like apparently just based on his contract, what two years, was it two years, 5 million, 3.5 guaranteed. So he's going to be on the roster. So if he's going to pay that money, it should be him. I personally like Tristan Cologne Castillo. I think the, the hyphenated name is Cologne Castillo. I like him more than Schweitzer, but based on his contract, Schweitzer's not going where Cologne's probably going to get cut. I, I I see it maybe as like that. I think the Jets probably carry 11 offensive linemen, which is crazy. Um, but I see that last roster spot probably being between uh, Yanni Kajust and um, and Cologne. I like Cologne, but we'll see. Limited sample size, and I, I watched him a while ago, but I'm 95% positive I like Cologne a lot more than Schweitzer, but we'll see. Um, Adams plus Quan greater than Clark. I only asked because they would, they, but the thing about this is you, it's, it's, it's also, it's Adams, it's Adams plus Quan, but you're also minusing Tony Adams from that, or sorry, it's Amos first and, and Quan, but you're, but Tony Adams is also out of that equation then because you're taking him from free safety and you're putting uh, Amos there. Is that better than Clark? 
I would say if I had to choose between Clark at linebacker with Adams at free safety and Amos at free safety and Quan at linebacker, I'm picking I'm picking Clark and, and Amos or uh, Clark and, and Adams. I really really like uh, Clark in the box, but is it so far off? No, I don't I don't think it's so far off. So I would love to bring back Quan for the reasons I said. Like even if Quan's a backup, okay, Quan's a backup. If Mosley gets injured, you're not fucked. If Tony Adams is sucking at free safety, which I don't think he will, you have you have a backup for him in terms of okay, Amos goes from the box strong safety to free safety, and then Quan comes in as a full time linebacker. Like that's that that should be the idea. Like the fact that Clark got injured and the Jets had to, I'm not saying panic sign uh, Amos, but it kind of was. Um, they they offered him more money than they than I, I think he was like second visit with the Ravens was about to sign, and then they offered him more money. Like you shouldn't have to panic like that. And obviously, you're not going to have a, a stud backup at every position, but I would like them to bring in whether it be Quan at linebacker or even John Johnson at free safety, like bringing one of those spots to give you some flexibility in those spots. Um, do you project that this tight end group as a whole will account for more than more or less than 33% of this off? Jesus, mega vegan. 33%. Fuck. That's, that's such a hard thing to do on the spot. Where do you think of that question? I, I, I like it though. Um, 33%. I'm going to say Garrett Wilson is going to take up at least a third. You do. Uh, Garrett Wilson harm. Yeah. Tight end group. Yeah. I would say, I would say, I would say 33%, right? Cause you have, you have running backs who are probably going to be like 20%, like dump offs, things like that. And they'd like the ball of the running back in the system screens and stuff. So they'll see at least like 20%. Uh, Wilson Davis. Yeah, I would say that's about a good number. I would say about 33%. That's a really hard, that's a really hard number. That's a good number though. Like, it really made me think, but I think it's about that. I think it's about that. Germ drop, but I don't know. Mike has had four drops this year. I don't know how he has bad hands. Was it only four? Yeah, I don't now I've seen him have a like a, a, a drop or two in a bad spot, but I don't ever remember thinking of Evans and having bad hands. Like he's one of the better contested catchers guys guys in the league, right? Um Jet Lounge, which is Jeremy, who Tweets at me that he has that he has a challenge for me, and I tweet at him, "What is the challenge?" He says, "No, I'm joking." I was like, "What the fuck is a challenge?" I thought we were challenging. What, what was the challenge? You know, I was waiting for something fun, but I was like, "I was joking." Okay, all right, Jeremy. Uh, Rob D. Roster also doesn't need to be perfect by week one. Ideally, it is, of course, can easily trade for Evans. But um, yeah, yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's not that you can't ever make a move again, but you'd rather have the full off season, right? Like that's, that's obviously, I don't really even have to say that. Like, I know we're all smart enough to think that. Um, so it's possible, but what if Bayard is your backup option? Like, Hey, okay. If we're, we're going to trade for him, if shit goes wrong, then what if he's gone? What if he, what if he tears his ACL and then shit, your backup plan is gone. Like just, I would just do it now, you know? Four drips total in two years starting for Vikings. You are not wrong, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it four drops total? Yeah. So, like, so you have four drops total in two years for the Vikings. He drops four balls in three games for the Jets, and everybody hates him. But based on the larger sample size of those two years, he's he, he's not a guy who drops the ball a lot. It's just unfortunate that in those games he did, you know? So now he sucks. Everybody says Conklin sucks. If you say Conklin sucks, you just don't, you don't watch, you don't watch. You don't legitimately watch him rep by rep and see his routes he runs and all that stuff. It, when you have Zach Wilson, it's going to be really hard to produce. So he put up five, 600 yards, was, again, eighth or ninth in receiving yards for tight ends. He comes out next year and has 700 yards and four or five touchdowns. is more efficient. People are like, holy shit, we love Conklin. Who knew this is going to happen? It's like fucking 62 of us, including me in here, knew, knew it. You know, I don't know. 
Corey has the same big time clutch plays in a Jets jersey. The drops I don't mind relative to the contract. Yeah, yeah, health, yeah, and, and health. You want him to be healthier than he is. I think uh, Bryce Hall went from the most underrated, uh, overrated player last year to one of the most underrated players in the Jets. Yeah, it, it was. It's it's interesting with Hall because at first he he was a guy who I thought could be like an okay number two, um, and then he gets he obviously loses his spot because you got Sauce, you, you got DJ Reed. And then he has like a bad preseason game versus no so no no no, I think it was the year he was starting. He had a really bad game against was it the Falcons? Or no no no, it was the Falcons in preseason, right? He got roasted by Pitts a couple times, and then people were like, oh, he sucks. And then he gave up a, a contested, a, a beautifully contested catch ball from was was it Devin Duvernay versus the Ravens, and now he sucks. It's like. He's a really, really good backup still. Like, like Bryce, like there was teams who I think would trade trade for Bryce Hall to be their number four. Um, so yeah, I would say I would say he's he's underrated at this point for sure, Jordan. So like me saying to to trade him is not necessarily like me saying he sucks now. It's just if you're going to to have him at two two three million dollars as as corner six when you can flip him for a fifth round pick, I rather have the pick than than corner six, even though he is good now. Maybe that's kind of stupid because hey, what if one of your starters goes down? You know, you you want that good depth, but it's almost it's it's risk reward. You know, hopefully you don't have to get that that deep in the depth chart. But yeah, he's definitely underrated at this point. It's just because again, recency bias is a huge thing with Jets fans, and and first impressions is a huge thing. So we're all going to forget about Bryce Hall coming in as a rookie and having a pretty good game against the Chargers, a pretty good game against the Dolphins, like some of the same games that Mims had good games. So did Bryce Hall. Um, and then the next year, you know, he has a couple a, a bad preseason game or two and, a, and and maybe a bad play versus the Ravens, which actually was a pretty good play by Hall. It's just, a you know, sometimes a perfect throw and perfect catch beats good coverage. And now he sucks. It's just, it's recency bias. You know what it is. It's, that's the error we're in. Uh, properly rated, I'd say he's he's a fourth round talent. Um, uh, last week you mentioned Hackett likes mesh concept. Can you explain, explain mesh and how they would utilize it? Um. Well, there's different types of mesh. Like they're... There's, there's, there's overs, there's unders, depending on where they're aligned. There's deep mesh, there's close mesh, like if they're closer aligned, but it's basically just two guys crossing across the middle and then people build off of that. It's like you, it, it's, it's really good for, for man beaters or even for zone for guys that don't pass it off. But you have two guys crossing across the middle. So for guys in man coverage, it creates like natural, natural rubs. And then people will put different reads off of it. So like you'll, you'll have, you'll have your straight mesh or then you'll have like mesh sit where, where you'll have the two guys running, um, crossing each other and a guy coming all, um, um, over the top to sit in between. So you have like a nice triangle read that really floods one zone. You'll have like mesh rail where you have the mesh and then like the third read is a wheel route for the running back. So it's basically just two two intermediate crossing routes from, from receivers or or even uh, tighter crossing routes or deeper, depending on the type of mesh. There's not just one type of mesh. So it's really just built off of two guys crossing and flooding zones in the middle and obviously not acting as natural rubs for, um, for, uh, for man coverage. So... But he runs a lot of different meshes, you know. Uh, there's definitely a lot of shit built into his mesh. So, let's see. Uh, yeah. Um, football is Joe. Is Joe which spring lead? Do you like better XFL or USFL? It's it's the XFL now, right? Um, I don't really know. Like, I try to watch it. I just can't. Like, and, and when I watch it, it's usually when I'm watching like football films. So it's kind of in the background. So I don't really pay attention so much to it. Um, but I started rooting for the, was it the Renegades this year? Like the Texans? They were in Texas, right? I think they had Wade Phillips as a coach. And I think they had PJ Walker. So it's like, okay, fuck it. Like, why not? Listen, 
I have no allegiance to these teams. There's no New Jersey team. When it was the the Jersey Generals, was it the Generals or Guardians? Guardians. And I bought a sweatshirt just to be like, fuck around. Like, hey, I'll go to MetLife one time, get front row seats for $5. That'd be fun. Um, and then they canceled. So this this time I was like, there's there's no local team. I think the closest team to at least our area was uh, was Washington, I believe. Um, so I, I, find, I found the best head coach quarterback combo. And I think PJ Walker left and just Wade Phillips and they kind of sucked anyway. Um, I don't really like either of them. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good though. Like it's a good idea. If it lasts, I might watch it. I, it's just because I'm expecting to watch it and maybe invest a little bit into it. And the league gets canceled. You saw that the rock <clears throat> who's, isn't he the, the owner or the, the, the commissioner or whatever he is like lost a bunch of money. So is it going to last? I don't know. It's really good though. I, I think it's, a, I think it'd be nice for like, the, the NFL to kind of link up with them and have them as almost like a developmental program. You know, like if it was like a thing where you know you had, and obviously it's not going to happen maybe like this, but eh, maybe it, it would have to, if it was developmentally, you'd have to have 32 teams because you can't have the jets and the, and the bills sharing players and shit like that. But I would love to see them some, some way kind of intertwine, have a developmental type of thing, uh, backup, like Eccles roll sure QB two. No, I don't, I don't see him starting a level player ever for, um, yeah. So it, it, it depends. Like if, if you're, if it's a shitty quarterback tandem, could Bryce Hall start and look not like terrible? I, I think I think he's I think he could be a lower tier cornerback too. Um, would I be thrilled with him as cornerback too? Absolutely not. Like I, I think he's a very very good depth piece and a guy you're probably pretty angry with as a starter. But going from Hall to to Reed and and Sauce, you really notice a difference. Like it's just I, I think Hall has good size. I think he has good length. I, I think he's a pretty smart guy. He seems like an absolute. Uh, like a really good guy, uh, you know, guy who crunches film. If you listen to the stuff about like him pre-draft, um, the thing is, he's just some some guys are are physically limited. You know, you can be a good player but be physically limited, and I think that's what kind of Paul is. So, <laughs> Stephen Angle, I'm out to dinner, you bastards. He always drops in the first time with a curse. Uh, appreciate you being in here, or at least checking in, Stephen Angle. Uh, drop some questions if you have them or whatever. I don't have any other topics really to talk about, but you guys have been killing the chat, so we've at least lasted an hour and a half. So I appreciate that. Um, was CD, was CD also pre-injury or also injury prone or was that, was it in fact that he has to high point a lot of balls from my Zach? No, it's, it's, it's no, it's, it's not because he has a high point balls, the fact that he was injured, but his years, his years prior to coming to the, like, let's look up, let's, let's look up Corey Davis's, uh, game logs, Corey, Corey Davis stat. Cause I think, I think for the most part, the years prior to the, to the Jets, he was playing in. And mostly every single game for the Titans, he'd miss a few games, but I don't think he was ever like often, often injured. Oh, well, okay. So, so his, his rookie year, 2017, he only played in 11 games. Okay. But then his next years, he played in 16, 15, 14. So he missed no games. He missed, he missed uh, one game. He missed two games. So you get a three-year sample size of him missing only a few games. And then you go to nine and then you go to 13 this year, you know, where he played in yeah 13 games. Started only ten, which I think I think that I think the starting thing. Correct me if I'm wrong here, which is kind of really stupid. Is like if you're if you line up on the first play, you're a starter. Okay, shouldn't it be like snap percentages? I don't know. I don't know. But he he was definitely less injured with the Titans than he is now. Um, at least a little bit. So you're hoping for, you know, I I think I would sign the Donald line right now for 14 games from Davis. He misses three. You know, I I would take that. You know, 13, 14 games. Hopefully, he's healthy during the playoffs. Uh, Mike Evans drops from 2018 to 2022. Seven, slightly high, but not bad hands. Zero, great. Seven, okay. Three, five, yeah, it's, it's not bad hands. I would say seven and seven is not ideal. 
um, but it's still not bad. And you also have to factor in like, how do you quantify a drop? Is 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 a drop Jameis Winston throwing a ball behind him where Evans has to drop two feet, almost catch it with one hand? Is that a drop? You know, or is it a drop that's in his chest? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rob D, am I crazy for thinking Lawson uh, could look much better this year, but it won't show in sacks? Could easily see more of those sacks take away McDonald uh, and more hub snaps. Yeah, I think I, I think that's like the the generic thing to to say because it's true. You know that that first year after an Achilles tear or after an ACL tear, you're typically not yourself, so you're always going to bank on the second on that player's second year back. Um, so I think he definitely will be better this year. Now, like you said, and it's not even just Huff or it's not or it's not McDonald. And 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 part of it is like okay, yeah, maybe they see more snaps, so so Lawson does see more uh, less snaps, so he doesn't get as many sa- uh, sacks. But part of it's the fact that, you know, Lawson is somewhat physically limited. Like he has good burst, he has good strength, but he's not the bendiest player in the world. And he, and, and he relies on more just like straight bull rush and some good technique, but he's not the player who's like easily going to separate and have the best like tackle race to, to, to finish sacks. So part of it's like, he's going to create pressure and they're going to run right into Q. They're going to run right into McDonald. They're going to run right into JJ. They're going to run right into Clemens. So I don't think his uh, there's definitely a possibility where he plays much better and his stats don't reflect it because guys either take his sacks or take snaps for him because of all the money and, and capital we've invested elsewhere. Right. So um, yeah, it's interesting, but uh, that's it for the chat. I really don't think I have anything else to, to talk about. Right. Sawa comments, Rogers. I saw that fucking people from WFAN now are questioning if Rogers is having too much fun. Like, are we being serious here? Like on days off, he's, he's going to concerts, listening to Taylor Swift. Is he having too much fun? Like, Really, like this is really what we're listening to nowadays. So, um, WFN is trash. So, uh, I, I was expected. Um, what else did I see this week? Bill Barnwell put the Jets at, at as the as a fourth team in the AFC East in terms of the record this year. What other shit happened this week? I don't know. Is there anything? Is there anything else? I saw some rumored interest for Josh Jacobs. We kind of talked about that. I don't know. Um, I'm really hoping the new MetLife turf will see our injury bug mitigated, uh, and that the Clark injury was just a fluke. Well, the thing about it is he wasn't at practice uh, for the Jets. He he was doing his own thing, so he's probably training by himself and 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 toward it wasn't it wasn't at our stadium definitely, um, but it even wasn't in our practice facility. So, Swolsey, I just remembered some big moments when Evans made some big drops. It's not saying I wouldn't want him on the team; it's just a factor. I personally would rather pay much more for Adams, the better player. Yeah, um, but if you're saying okay, and, and in a vacuum, yeah, I'd rather have. Adams versus Evans, but if Evans costs you a fourth round pick, Adams costs you a second, and then Adams costs you seventeen million more dollars. Where I, where obviously you know it's this is not it's not this simple, but it's it's Evans, Quan, John Johnson, and a running back versus Adams. Like, would you rather have Adams and giving up a second round pick, or would you rather have Evans, a fourth round pick, and then you have seventeen million? Let's say let's let's even say fifteen million dollars. Let's be conservative. John Johnson for three, Hunt for three, Quan for three, and we still have six six million dollars to spare. So like, it's not just a one versus one thing here. You have to you have to consider capital. So I, I get it, like in a vacuum, yeah. But for the capital, uh, you, have to, you have to give to get it both up. I'm taking I'm taking um I'm taking Evans. The chemistry with AR is worth the while. Yeah, no, I, it's, again, I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily, but oh the pain, not sure what that means. But I appreciate you guys. Not much more to get on. Uh, I will be back next week with Kyle Smith talking stat predictions and whatever else happens in the next couple of days. Uh, Again, I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go and check out 